0: Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, كَلَّا وَالْقَمَرُ Kalla No. No as in stop all of your denial. And Kalla also begins a new sentence. وَالْقَمَرُ And then an oath is taken. By the moon. Meaning I swear by the moon. layli And also I swear by the night إِذْ When it departs. أَدْبَرَ Dubr is back, and adbara literally is to turn away, showing one's back. So the night when it departs, meaning when it goes away. And as the night goes, what comes? The day. Was And also I swear by the subh. What is subh? Morning. But what exactly about the morning? Ida asfar. When it brightens. When it unveils. When it shines forth. So here, an oath is taken by what by the moon by the departing night and by the bright day by the day as it enters as it shines forth the word asfar is from the root seen fara and safara it's basically used for traveling right safar is to travel but originally the word is used for when the beauty of something is revealed and really when you travel then what happens? When you're just at home, when you're sitting in one place, you don't really see much. You don't really appreciate much. But as you travel, then what happens? As you go about through the land, you see the beauty in the world. So safarah is when the beauty of something is exposed. The word is also used for when a woman unveils, meaning she removes the veil from her face, she exposes her face. And why is this so? Because really the beauty of a person is where? Where is it? Come on, admit it. It's in the face, right? But we will argue about Oh, the feet are awrah The feet must be covered And oh, the hands must be covered And then, you know I have to make sure that I wear like Two layers of stuff under my headscarf So that nothing at all reveals But the part which is the most beautiful Is exposed Right? This is our double standard basically So, Asfara. Safara is when a woman reveals her face, she exposes her face. So, وَالصُبْحِ إِذَا asfa By the morning, when it brightens, when it shines forth, when it unveils, when it glows. So this is referring to the beginning of the day. That how there is darkness, and as the darkness is departing, it's leaving, what do you see? The light entering in. And as the light enters, it's so beautiful, it's so attractive. Now here, an oath is taken by three very clear, evident things. I mean, in the night, when there is the moon in the sky, it's so evident, it pulls you. Isn't it? You are forced to look at it. Even though there are so many lights outside, but the moon has a distinct, it has a separate, unique kind of a light. Right? And then as the night departs, the day enters, and the morning light especially, as the sun comes in, that is also very clear. So the moon is evident. The morning light is also evident. Meaning it's undeniable. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says that إِنَّهَا Indeed it. It meaning that which was being mentioned previously, which is saqar which is the fire of hell. Indeed it is kubar. No matter how much people deny it, it is surely... Ihda, one of al-kubar, the greatest afflictions, the greatest calamities. Al-kubar is the plural of the word kubra. And kubra, it's the feminine of the word akbar. What is akbar? Greatest. Kubra also, greatest. So the hellfire is of the greatest afflictions. There are many disasters that people experience in this world. Sometimes it's you know great, you could say earthquake or wildfires or whatnot, and nothing like hellfire has ever been witnessed in this world. Nothing like hellfire has been experienced in this world. in Ihdal الْكُبَرِ now you see, the Lord who created the moon, the Lord who created the night, the Lord who created the day, the sun, He is the one who has created this sakar also. And if a person were to deny the existence of the moon, then he is acting foolishly. And likewise, if a person were to deny the existence, the reality of hellfire, then he is acting foolishly. Because their denying it is not going to change the reality. Last time I mentioned to you that how there are people who will, you know, openly deny climate change and global warming and things like that. Whereas these things are very real. We witness the impact of these changes on a regular basis. Right? So just because people deny it and they make fun of it, that doesn't change the disaster which is on this planet right now because of all the pollution that we've caused and because of our greed and our waste that we generate, it's not going to change the reality. The reality is reality. It's not changing. And if we remain in denial of it, sooner or later, we are going to find ourselves in trouble. So when a person denies the fire of hell, because you see the mushrikeen, what did they do? They made fun of the hell fire, right? They said, oh, angels? Okay, you know what? We'll manage those guards. And remember that man who said, You guys, all of you Quraysh, you deal with two angels, I'll take care of the rest of them. This is mockery out of what? Denial. Allah says إِنَّهَا Nahala Ihdal Kubar. Indeed the fire is of the greatest afflictions. It is real. Nadiran as a warning Lil Bashar for Al Bashar Bashar as in human beings, humanity. This is a warning for who? All of humanity. Liman sha'a minkum. But this warning will only benefit who? Who will learn from this? And who will change his ways? Liman sha'a minkum. aw Liman sha'a minkum. This warning is for all. For those who will among you. yataqaddam. That he should proceed. He should go forward akhar or he should stay behind. Because you see some people when they see the truth, they come forward, they accept it, they embrace it. And other people, they remain in denial of it. They stay behind. They reject it. So the warning is made clear. For who? For everybody. Whether someone accepts it, embraces it, يتقدم or someone akhara, he rejects it. He remains in denial of it. The warning is open for who? For who? For everybody. But of course, it is man yataqaddam, the one who comes forward, the one who accepts it, the one who embraces it and changes his way, he is the one who's going to benefit from this warning. And if someone denies it, Allah says, kulu nafsin, every soul, bima kasabat, for what it has earned, rahina. It will be retained. Every soul will be raheena for what it has earned. What does it mean by this word raheena? We have done the word Raheen earlier. Rahan. Rihan. Rahanun. Basically rahan is something that you deposit when you're taking a loan. So you want to take a loan, but the person who's lending you stuff, they want to ensure that you will actually give them their money back. So what do they do? They ask you, okay, you give me your car. Your car stays in my garage until you bring my money back. When you bring me my money back, you can take your car. Right? So that car is basically stuck. Right? Until when? Until when? Until the loan is paid. Correct? And if it's not paid, then what happens? The guy gets to keep the car. Right? This is how mortgage is, right? You deposit your money and then until you pay it off basically you know your money can be seized and if you run away if you don't pay your your installments then what will happen you lose the property you lose your original investment also right so كُلُّ nafsin bima kasabat rahina what does it mean that every person is a prisoner they are a prisoner and what will set them free is what what is it their deeds ma kasabat what they earn, what they bring. Basically what this means is that there is no escape, there is no running away. Whether you believe in the hereafter and prepare for it, or you remain in denial of it and never think about it, you're stuck. You're not free. You're a prisoner. You have to face the outcome of your deeds. كُلُّ bima بِمَا كَسَبَتْ illa إِلَّا أَصْحَابَ الْيَمِينَ Except the companions of the right. And what this means is that every person will be stuck in hellfire except for who? The people of the right. Because of the deeds they will bring, they will be set free and they will be allowed to enter jannah. In surah Maryam, what do we learn? illa There is no person except that he will arrive at hellfire. Every single one of us without exception is going to be taken there then what will happen? Some, because of the deeds that they have brought, they will not be set free. They will fall in hell. إِلَّا أَصْحَابَ الْيَمِينَ Except the people of the right, they will be set free. They will be allowed to cross the bridge. And they will be able to enter paradise. إِلَّا أَصْحَابَ الْيَمِينَ Now just imagine, you're stuck. You can't go. You can't move. Unless and until... You have brought the right kind of deeds. Inna ashab and the ashab al yamin, when they will be in Jannah, Allah says, "Fi jannatin In the gardens, they will question each other. They will ask, "Anil mujrimin." They will ask about the criminals. Which criminals those who fell in hell, those who remained in hell, their deeds did not set them free. They remained in hell, imprisoned. anil Mujrimin, they will ask about the criminals that مَا سَلَكَكُمْ what is it that inserted you, that admitted you Fi Sakar into Sakar, into the fire of hell. Salaka is to put something in another, to insert it. So, what put you in hell? How come you entered hell? How come when you arrived at hellfire, you were not taken out? What happened? Didn't you know about it? مَا سَلَكَكُمْ فِي سقر. What is the reason? قَالُوا the mujrimeen those criminals those in hell they will say lam naku min al lam naku we were not min al of those who prayed musallin plural of musalli who is musalli one who performs the salah notice it doesn't say we didn't believe it doesn't say we committed very serious sins What is the first thing they say? We did not pray. And this is why they will end up in hell. We think it's people who don't believe in Allah, only those will be admitted into hell. And what do we see here? That a person who does not pray is where? In hell. Why is it that we were created? Why? For the worship of Allah. And if we do not pray, that means we're not worshipping Allah. And if we're not worshipping Allah, we are not fulfilling the purpose of our existence. And you see, when something is not fulfilling the purpose of its existence, then what do you do with it? Do you keep it? No. You get rid of it. You throw it away. And garbage, seriously, waste garbage, where does it end up? Either in landfills or, or it's burnt. Isn't it? This is how waste is dealt with. Either it ends up in landfills, whether they are built landfills, meaning lands that are dedicated for this purpose, or somewhere in the ocean or somewhere illegally dumped, it's dumped. Or it's incinerated, it is burnt. Because it's useless, it's no good, it's a burden. It's not needed. It doesn't have any worth. And we as human beings, if we do everything in our lives, but we don't take any time for prayer, what are we then? A burden on this planet. We are also like garbage. Waste. We did not pray. Neglecting prayer is a very serious matter. The Prophet ﷺ, he said that do not leave prayer deliberately. Meaning you know it's time to pray. You know you're supposed to pray. And you actually can pray. Because you remember. And no excuse works over there. Because if you are even stuck in an airplane, you can still pray there. If you're sitting somewhere in a class, whatever, you can get up, take five minutes out and go pray. If you're at work, you can take some time out and pray if you're sick you can pray in your bed isn't it there's no excuse inna 'ala al-mu'minina kitaban so he said do not leave prayer deliberately for whoever leaves prayer on purpose then he is no longer in allah's protection he is no longer in allah's protection ibn mas'ud radiyallahu anhu said man salata fala That whoever abandons the prayer, leaves it deliberately, and doesn't pray. One prayer after the other, it's been a whole day, not a single prayer, a whole week, maybe one prayer. Whoever abandons the salah, then he doesn't have any religion. What kind of religion is this if he's not praying? Abu Darda said, لا إيمان لمن لا صلاة له There is no faith for the person who does not pray. Meaning if a person doesn't pray, he basically doesn't have iman. Because if he had iman, if he believed with conviction that I am the creation of my Lord, I am the servant of my Lord, the master of this universe, and He created me so that I worship Him. And if I'm not worshiping Him, that that's not okay. If a person had this iman, then what would he do? He would get up and pray. min al-musallin. Abandoning the prayer Neglecting the prayer This is a very serious matter And we all need to pay attention to it Now what happens is that You know with the time change And with the days in winter being so short Many people wonder Can we just join the prayers? It's difficult to pray at work It's difficult to pray at school Can we just join the prayers? Or can I just pray all my prayers when I get home? No You have to pray on
1: time Where you are We are too easy to make excuses. Just make it easy for ourselves, we make excuses. In my workplace, almost like 25-50% is Muslim. And mashallah, the workplace, they make it a place for the prayer, for the wudu. Everything is perfectly fine. One time I speak with my boss, I said, i taking my break according to my prayer time. Is that okay? They said, yes, because we know them, this one that we give facility to the Muslim. I said, especially for the Jummah also, the man is going, so that's fine. They said, yes, they make according with the break time, so they're taking a break during this. And I said, but there's no one asking this request for us. I said, how many people request for the Friday to leave away? They said, just one person. Mm-hmm. They give them the opportunity, they give them the time, they give them everything, but that's we, we're not coming to ask for them. Exactly. And we're blaming someone, oh, I can't, oh, because I'm working, I cannot do that. or stuff. Just leave them, because oh, if someone say, oh, I'm praying, or I'm wudu, we make We make excuses. You know, has it ever happened with you that you
0: have an assignment or a part of assignment due by a certain day and a certain time, and it counts like 2% of your total mark? Right, And you submit it maybe 15 minutes late And then what happens? If your professor is very nice They'll be generous and they will say I'll give you your marks this time Right? But then what happens? Majority of the time what will they do? No You did your assignment It's complete, it's full But you submitted it 15 minutes late I don't take it I'm not even going to read it You worked so hard doing it Which is why you submitted it late Most probably But what happens? It's gonna bring you zero marks. It's gonna go from the professor's desk to the recycling bin. He's not even gonna bother to open it. What about our prayer then? If we neglect it and make excuses, does it work? No, it doesn't. It's not gonna be accepted. We have been given, you know, so many facilitations. If you're unable to do wudu, there is tayammum, right? There's a whole range, time period within which you can pray. So, this is a serious matter. Hours. Okay. Yes, these days time of zuhur and asr is very short, combined even. It's not many hours, it's only a couple of hours. So how do you manage? What do you do? Well, this is simple. How do you manage when you have to submit maybe three assignments on one night? I'm sure you do it, right? When you've got five courses in one semester, and the same night sometimes you have an assignment due, and the night after you have another assignment due, another thing due, what do you do? You figure out a way, isn't it? So the first thing is realize that I have to figure something out. Because it's all about your mindset. If you accept, if you embrace that you have to do something by a certain time, that's the first step. Once you accept, you'll figure out a way. Right? And as mothers you might think, not no, only university kids can do that. No, as mothers also you can do that. Because when you know you want to eat something, and you have kids, and you also have a lot of work, do you manage to prepare that food, or order it, or do something to get it? You do. When you want to get something done, you figure it out. Remember, the most important thing in your life is salah. It is more important than your sleep, more important than your food, more important than anything. Anything. You have to put everything on hold for prayer. Because salah is a manifestation of what? Your relationship with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So salah is of number one importance in your life. Give priority to it and everything will fall in place. So practically speaking, what can you do for zuhr and asr? Well, see, know from before when zuhr begins, when it ends, when asr begins, when it ends. So firstly, know about the timings of prayers. Our problem is we know, okay, duhar is somewhere around one o'clock maybe, yeah, and asr is like four maybe, right? Something like that. No, Asar starts when these days? 2.30 something? Right? So before you go to pick up the kids, you can pray. Before your lunch or during your lunch break, you can pray zuhur. Right? And how long does it take? Really, not very long. Another thing that the sister mentioned is that develop the habit of staying in wudu. That every time you use the bathroom, make sure you do wudu. Because if you're in wudu, then you can stand and pray anytime. Isn't it? Why is it that we find it difficult to get out of class and pray? Because we know we're gonna go to the bathroom, right? It's gonna take us a good 15 minutes, because we're waiting for people to get out first, right? So that we can do wudu. And then as we're done wudu, then, you know, layers of hijab and whatnot, that's a good 15 minutes. So make the habit of staying in wudu so that you can get up and pray as soon as it is time for prayer. But really, you know, I could give you Many suggestions. But they will only work if you decide that you want to pray on time. You decide it, you'll figure out a way. Take responsibility.
2: Good we also another thing we use as an excuse to not pray or whatever is the fact that we don't have a prayer mat or something with us or we don't know the direction but like nowadays you can find like just a basic compass on a phone and you know if you know that the prayer direction is northeast from tron or whatever then just like figure out a way to i mean i've asked you know random people If they knew the direction, you know,
0: which way north is and which way the highway is, you know, in the middle of a building. And they were like, oh, it's that way. So north is that way. I'm like, okay, never eat slimy worms.
2: right, you figure that out. Go ahead. And also the prayer mat thing. So for me, I went to high school, which wasn't very Muslim friendly, I guess. And so what I do, I'd carry a prayer mat with me all the time in my backpack. And that made my bag quite heavy. But (laughs) I mean, whatever. It was for the sake of Allah. (laughs) So, like, every time I'd go to pray, the guidance counselors, it was at the guidance office, they'd literally make, like, a weird face at me. I'd be like, oh, can I use your office to pray? And they'd be like, yeah, weird face. And then, yeah, sure. And the thing is, we just have to, you know, look past that and do what we need to do. And the wudu thing really helps, like, just stay in wudu all the time. I was just going back to my high school years and thinking sometimes we prioritize the wrong things. For example, most high schools now have Friday prayers, right? And so everybody leaves class. It's sort of a
0: fun thing too that everybody's going and announcements are sometimes made depending on how Muslim-friendly your high school is. But then when we went to make arrangements for the Lohar Salah, and then we went in and we had a list of only four people who actually wanted to pray har Salah compared to 50 people who wanted to pray Jumar. And so they said, you know, we were telling them how that you know, Duhar Salah is mandatory. It's not like Jumar, which is optional for the girls. But it was mandatory. And they were surprised. They are like, only four for something that's mandatory that you have to do daily as opposed to something weekly. And so we have to remember that while Other things are there. What's mandatory? You need to be clear about what it is that you need to get done. Exactly. The thing is that if you're serious about something, other people will also accommodate you.